On this episode on Remy's Roundtable, Remy and the crew had the five-minute professor on the program to give us our lecture and quiz on Led Zeppelin. So stick around and enjoy this episode of Remy's Roundtable right here on Spotify. This program is for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion advised. Welcome to Remy's Roundtable. Get ready as Remy and Chris bring you news and history of Orlando theme parks and attractions, starting right now. That's right, guys. Here we go for a Thursday episode of Remy's Roundtable, streaming on all podcasting platforms, including iHeartRadio and Spotify. Make sure you guys check us out on tpublic.com. That is, that is where you guys can buy yourself a uh, Remy's Roundtable t-shirt. Uh, on the program today, we will have the five-minute professor. He's going. He is going to give us our lecture and quiz on Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin, and that is not until later on today on the program. So, welcome everybody. Of course, you guys know me. My name is Remy, and with me is my dangerous co-host, uh, Mr. Megatron. Chris, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, man. I'm doing great. Uh, so, what's been going on over at Disney? When was the last time you went to the theme park, man? Last Thursday. How was it? It was good. It was, uh, wasn't as crowded, but the lines were astronomically long for... Um, Rise of the Resistance, which is always long, but I've always, I, I kind of figured out there's a trick behind that. What's the trick? And the, tr- the trick is what they're trying to do. They try to jack up the time so people can buy the lightning pass. So when they say 90 minutes, in reality, if you do standby time, it's about 45 to 50 minutes. I, I've come to that conclusion already that it's not an actual 90 minutes at that particular time when the ride is supposed to, supposedly busy when it's not. So. so I think like the I think the proper thing to do is you know have a stopwatch on your phone and just time yourself of how long you, you actually waited in the line because I've done that before. Like I've timed myself on uh, Harry Potter and uh, uh, Hagrid's the Hagrid's ride over at uh, Anzo Adventure. And I know the wait time was like an hour or something, so I timed myself, and I'm like, I didn't wait in line for an hour. I waited in line for like 40 minutes. That is nothing. So, I mean, you're, you're right, man. Like, it, like, some of the wait times do say 90 or 100 and something minutes, but that's like the false time, you know? It is a, it is a false time. They, they lie to you just so you can get scared and be like, well, I don't want to wait 90 minutes. So what's the other outcome instead of waiting 90 minutes? Buy the lightning pass, spend money. Because that's what they're they're targeting on is to buy these lightning passes so they can make money in that in that aspect. 
because truth to be told, Toy Story Mania last last Thursday, it was 60 minutes. That's that was a lie. I was in there for at least 35 to 40 minutes. You waited in line for 45 minutes? I, at least, because by the time I looked at my watch, and then I come and look at it again when I'm sitting down like in the actual cart, it must have been about 42 to 43 minutes tops. That's crazy. Yeah, it's it's that's not true. That those times when they say 80 minutes, 90 minutes, even um um smugglers run 70 minutes to turn out to be more like 50 minutes. I mean, I think what they're trying to get you is they they put these times and I ask them every time is is this accurate? And you know, they're not going to say no. They're always going to say, "Yeah, yeah, this is accurate." Which is a lie. Because I timed it from the minute that I walk in, and not with a stopwatch, but looking at my time. So, okay, so if I'm in line, 10 minutes, I look again, maybe 15 minutes pass by. I'm talking to people and whatnot, and as the more I talk to other guests in the park and they're in line, I look at the time again, it's about 30 minutes, and I'm actually getting close to the attraction to go inside and ride this attraction, the particular attraction to whatever line I'm sitting in. So... Yeah, yeah. To me, it's it's such a lie. I mean, even how ter- Hollywood, um, Hollywood Tower of Terror. I mean, sixty-five minutes, more like thirty-five minutes. I can see that. I I, I can see that uh, those accurate wait times for those attractions. So- even Peter Pan. Peter Pan, when it's normally like the longest wait time on it, which is close to like. Ooh, I would say the longest time was about ninety minutes. But there's a lot to see in the queue line, but even that queue line does not take that long. When they say eight, like 70 to 80 minute wait time, you can do it in about 55 to an hour rather than 80 to 90 minutes. I would say. And that ride time, that ride itself is only uh, three minutes long of an attraction. That's how long the ride is. It's only three minutes, and he and Disney goes, hey, "Here, you know what? Let's go ahead and jack up the time to a 90 minute wait, and then let's see how long these guests can actually wait in our line." Yeah, yeah, that's that's the trick behind it. You know, it's 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 for you to buy the lightning pass just so they can make up the money. And I gotta tell you, I mean, I rather them to be honest, but I know they're not gonna do that because they want to make their revenue when it comes to buying lightning passes or the genie pass or whatever the pass is. You know, I mean, it's it's it's, it's a hit or miss. But sometimes the lines they're not that long. Don't let that. these times fool you when they say 70 minutes, 80 minutes. It's not true. You right. can wait in line for close to at least 55 minutes to an hour rather than 65 or 70 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Oh, most deaf, so. man. So I have, a, I got a question I want to ask you, and uh, and that is, have you played, like, any Super Nintendo games back then? Like, back in the day, man? course i had an n64 goldeneye was my ultimate game to go to oh no i'm not i'm not talking about the n64 i'm talking about like the super nintendo like the original super nintendo i get that but i played games in super nintendo but my ultimate go-to is n64 for goldeneye okay so i have a list of the hardest games for the original nes console so uh-huh Oh man, there's no sound on the. Oh wait, dang it! <laughs> Hold on, man. I I I, I forgot I forgot to unmute the sound. Hold on. Are you- 
Uh, that was the original sound of the NES startup screen. So since we're so since we're talking about since we're talking about the uh, the hardest games for the NES, uh, here's my question. Uh, these are the, these are the, some of the games that I have on here. I want to know if you played them or not. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the original NES, not the Super NES. No, on the original NES console. Yeah, that's what I said. On the original NES, I did. On Super NES, no. Okay, yeah, that's a man. That's a hard. That was a hard game to play. Uh, how about Ghost? No, it wasn't. That's that's that was cake. That was easy to play. What are you talking about? <laughs> how about Ghosts and Goblins? Never got around that game. Uh, Battletoads? Mm, I want to say yes, but I don't quite remember. So I'm just going to say no just to be safe. Silver Surfer? Kirby Silver Surfer or just the Silver Surfer? Just Silver Surfer. No. Mega Man? Mega Man? Yes, I did play Mega Man. Yes. Uh, how about Punch Out? Mike Tyson Punch Out? Yes. Yes, I have. That game was so weird, man. <laughs> and, uh, it's it's all right. I mean, it wasn't like the original NES Mike Tyson Punch Out. That that is always going to be a classic, no matter what. I, and I, I do enjoy playing that one on the original NES. Uh, how about Bart versus the Space Mutants? No. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the, the, the last one I have on here is Contra. Did you ever play Contra? Ooh, Contra. Contra. Good, yeah. Good game, but no, I did not get to, get a chance to play. That I actually enjoyed. I really enjoyed playing that playing that game. Uh, I my cousin he would get me like hooked on it from uh. He would actually have it on his PlayStation. I don't know how he did it, but as soon as I got to his, his place, we we're like, hey, you want to play some old school games? I'm like, what old school games do you have? He goes, well, I kind of modified my PlayStation. I could play all these old school games. I'm like, wait, why? He's like, yeah, I also did it for my Xbox too. I'm like, hmm, okay. So whenever this place, it's like years ago. So... We started playing GoldenEye on it on his Xbox, and then we played like Super Mario Brothers on there. And uh, but again, the, the game that he had on his PlayStation was uh, was only Contra, and that game was so bizarre. But I, I enjoyed it a lot. I I enjoyed it playing that game, and that game was just crazy. Uh, how about? Well, what were you gonna say, Chris? No, no, no. I was gonna say I like I never got around it, but I mean, Contra. I played it like, maybe once or twice, but it wasn't something that I, I. It was like an addiction. Like I have to play it every single day, every single minute of every day. Like I. No. Oh, yeah. I will say I will say that Mario. I did get a chance to play it. You know, every every Mario game that comes out, whether it's Super NES, regular NES, N sixty four, you know. Every Mario game, then yeah, I can say Mario for that particular console. I did play it. Okay, how about uh, Donkey Kong Country? Did you play that? Did you play that game? No, I can't say that I have. No. Uh, let's see. No, uh, no. The Legend of Zelda. 
On the original NES, yes. On the on this particular console, no. Uh, that was that was a good game. Uh, it was, yeah. Let's see here. Uh, no, we got Mega Man, NBA Jam, like the original NBA Jam video game. No, no, never did. Uh, the, 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 the Star Fox. Did you play Star Fox? Star Fox, yes, I, I did play Star Fox. Ooh, man, back then on the Super Nintendo, that their graphics were horrible. But then once they upgraded to the N sixty four version, oh, it felt it felt really like you're in HD. <laughs> uh, let's see here. We got uh, nah, that game was stupid. Uh, Super Mario RPG: Legend of the Seven Stars. I don't remember that game, but it was for. Uh, kids and adults and these graphics that i'm looking at right now um they, they, they look like paper it looks like paper mario you know um mm -hmm. it, it says uh you put him in an uh you put mario in an entirely different genre for the first time super mario rpg brought characters like mario mario bowser and princess uh toadstool which is aka peach into a uh isometric uh, perspective with a unique timing-based RPG battle system. So it, I guess it was like a battle game uh, back then. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, how about... Oh. Yeah. How about uh, Super Mario World? That one I did play, yes. Uh, Super Met Metroid? No. Hmm. Yeah, those games were crazy. But I think out of that entire list, I will go back and play the Super the Super Mario Nintendo game. I will go back and play it. I think the only game I would totally would stick on an eighty console would be Goldeneye. Yeah, that's just my go-to game. Which I heard they are they are bringing back Goldeneye. Uh, onto the Xbox system and uh, I think PlayStation 2, uh, mm -hmm. they're bringing the game back for their 50th anniversary. And it's going to be all remastered. They're going to have like all the, the same characters on there. You can play Bond. You can play, uh, I think, um, Bond's first villain, which is Octopussy. You can play uh, that guy on there, uh, which is resemblance to Dr. Evil and uh, the Austin Powers mm -hmm. uh, series. So they right. so they are bringing back, and you could do the uh, the GoldenEye multiplayer game, but you need to have two controllers to play it. So I'm looking forward to get it, just so I can play that storyline again. And I beat that game in three days. That's how long it took me to beat that game on the N64. I wow, okay, three days. That's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Some people have taken longer than that, but. Three days. That's pretty impressive, KPX. Because it, because it had a, a, such a great storyline. Like that's the whole point of me like playing that game. I'm like, ooh, should I continue or should I just stop? Right. But uh, anyway, guys, we are going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we are going to go ahead and do your history and the celebrity birthday game. So, guys, do not go anywhere. You are listening to Remy's Roundtable. We'll be right back. Yeah. 
Hey, this is Scott from the No New Friends podcast, the podcast for adults who love to laugh at adulting. We're streaming everywhere every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Join us as we discuss adulting, parenting, relationship issues, and then we talk about some pop culture news, some strange news, and other current events. Once again, that's the No New Friends podcast every Sunday night, streaming everywhere. And now back to this episode of Remy's Roundtable. This program is for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion advised. Hi, I'm Dane from Big Beautiful Disney, and you're listening to Remy's Roundtable, streaming on all major podcasting platforms. You are now listening to Remy's Roundtable right here on Spotify. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Remy's Roundtable right here on Spotify. Uh, check us out on all social media platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Just go in the search bar, type in Remy's Roundtable, and we'll be right up. You can also check out our links on Linktree.com and uh, buy yourself a shirt of uh, on Remy of Remy's Roundtable on right there on TeePublic.com. So, welcome back, everybody. Of course, you guys know the crew. My name, is, my name is Remy, and with me is my dangerous co-host, Chris. Uh, it's time for us to go ahead and do the the history for today. And uh, we ha- also have the celebrity birthdays as well. Uh, so on uh, February, t- February 24th, 1997, Disney CEO Michael Eisner and Steve Jobs announced that the Walt Disney Studios and Pixar have agreed to jointly produce produce five movies over the next 10 years. So this, this was back in 1997. So if I do the math correctly, uh, which my math is horrible, uh, let's see here. All right, so I just did the math. And if you subtracted 2022 minus 1997, that's 25 years right there. So... Have they made those movies, five movies, five movies or more, so far? What do you think, Chris? Which movies again? I'm sorry. So I'm saying, have you? Um, so right now, so the the thing for this history is that Steve Jobs and Michael Eisner, uh, they said mm-hmm. they uh, Pixar have agreed to jointly produce five movies over the next ten years. So right now, if you do okay. like if you do the math, 2022 minus 1997, that's automatically 25 years, right? So my question uh, is, yeah. I think I think that they've already they they have already done that. They have already made five movies over 10 years, you know. So I'm just trying to think what which movies you know have recently came out on Pixar, uh, or the, like a whole list of the Pixar movies, you know. So, uh, what, what, I mean, how many, how many movies do you think that came out, like this year for Pixar? Encanto doesn't count as a Pixar movie, honestly. So, hmm. 
as an overall, I, I, I really, wow, that's a very good question because I don't think I've seen any other than Encanto came out, Luca came out, but I don't think Luca is Pixar. Um, if you have the answers in front of you, you might as well just say it because I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now. 24 movies, so they are, they've already done it. So I typed in on Google how many, how many movies came out uh, from Pixar, and that movie, and the total is 24 movies. So wait, 20, wait, 20, 24 movies. Are you talking about like recently within the past how many years? Well, since 1997. So they did it. They've already made they've already made history with this. Uh, okay, what, so I, I thought you were referring to movies that just came out within the past one or two years. Oh, no, not at all. So the first movie was Toy Story, then A Bug's Life, then Toy Story 2, mm-hmm. Monsters Incorporated, Finding Nemo, The Incredibles, Cars, Ratatouille, then you got Wally, Up, Toy Story 3, Cars 2, Brave, Monsters University, Inside Out, The Good Dinosaur, Finding Dory, Cars 3, Coco, Incredibles 2, Toy Story 4, Onward, Soul, and the last movie uh, that recently came out for Pixar was Luca. So that movie came out on June 18th, 2021. And uh, their next coming movie, their next. Uh, onward, uh, the next movie that's going to be released uh, is going to be Turning Red, which is which is going to be out on March 11th of this year, and the last Pixar movie uh, for this year will be uh, Lightyear, which is going to be based on the Buzz Lightyear saga, and that will be coming out on June 17th, 2022. So they did it. They've already from 1997. Until 2022, they have already made 26 movies for for Pixar. So they so they did it. Uh, on February on February 24th, 2004, today was the very last day for Walt Disney World guests to check out Inspirations. If you know where Inspir- Inspirations were, uh, that was over by Epcot. Epcot had that store called Inspirations. On February 24th, 2005, Star Wars filmmaker George Lucas visited Disney's MGM, MGM Studios here in Florida. So he was already, he was in the park checking out Star Tours and his lovely Star Wars area uh, before before it turned into uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And finally, on February 24th, 2016, the Reedy Creek Improvement District added $4 million to the $360 million budget for improving transportation around Disney Springs. Reedy Creek is a Disney-controlled taxing district, and Disney, uh, Disney is their primary taxpayer for Reedy Creek. Uh, happy birthday today to Floyd Mayweather. How old is Floyd Mayweather today? Hmm. Floyd Mayweather? Yeah, Floyd Mayweather. How old is Floyd Mayweather? No idea. He is... <laughs> I, I have no idea. He is 45 years old today. 45. Uh, happy birthday today to Barry Bostwick from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, he is 77 years old. From, uh, that 70s show, the lady who played the mom... Uh, Miss Deborah J. Rupp, she is 71 years old. Uh, the co-founder of Nike, Mr. Phil Knight, uh, he is 84 years old. 
And last and finally, happy birthday today to Billy Zane. He was in a Titanic and Dead Calm. Uh, how old do you think Billy Zane is? And there's got to be more movies that he's done besides those two. Well, I mean, those were like the, old, like, the like the major movies he was he was in. No, there's got to be more than that. There's no way. He's probably done more movies than just those two. Are you sure? Let me pull him up real quick. Uh, Billy Zane. Oh, let's see. Well, he's an Australian. He's an Australian actor. I'm oh, sorry. No, he's an Australian actor. I'm so sorry. He's from Chicago. He's from Chicago, Illinois. Uh, but his breakthrough role was in the 1989 film uh, Dead Calm, and then he was on. Uh, he was also in Titanic. So he's and let's see here if he comes up. Let's see. Billy Zane on IMDb. He was in. Yeah, Titanic. He was in the the Phantom, Dead Calm, and uh, Back to the Future. Back to the Future Two, which he played uh, one of the henchmen in that in that film. Uh, he oh. was he was also in. Uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, that movie doesn't come out. Uh, MacGruber, Dead Eyes, True Story, uh, The Downside of Bliss, The Believer, uh, Damage Control, Guest House. Uh, Ghost of War, The Boys. Oh, damn, he was in The Boys. That's cool. Uh, Curfew, The Great War, uh, Holmes and Watson, uh, like a Sherlock Holmes uh, show. Uh, Lucid, Deception. So who, who was in some other other stuff? I don't, I don't recognize like any of these shows or movies that he was in, but I do recognize a couple of them. Uh, he was in Zoolander 2. Mad Dogs, Community, yeah, pretty much all, like, all of this were just all like old, old, old movies. So I don't know, but uh, yeah, happy birthday today to Billy Zane, and he is, if I can pull it up, uh, he is 56 years old today. All right, Chris, I think it's time for us for some sports. What's, what's going on in the sports area, man? Well... It's not so much good news per se in the world of baseball, but I can't say that here right now because I'm going to say that in my program. So, um, <clears throat> other than that, I mean, I don't have anything much to report other than what I had ready for my program to broadcast. So, unless you got something, I really don't have. I really don't have that much of sports at all, actually. But uh, the one thing that what makes me concerned is that are we are we ever gonna have a a spring training or not for for the MLB season? That's that's up to the players association and the owners right now, and they're still debating that. And it's not looking pretty right now for Major League Baseball. Ugh. All right. Well, anyway, guys, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we have the five-minute professor. He is going to give us our lecture and quiz on Led Zeppelin. Guys, do not go anywhere. You are listening to Remy's Roundtable. We will be right back. Clean. 
Hey, I'm Dane from Big Beautiful Disney. My channel is all about theme park stories, theme park rankings, theme park adventures, and the home of my interview series, Dane Interviews, plus Disney movie reviews. So head over to youtube.com slash C slash Big Beautiful Disney to join me, and while you're there, consider subscribing. You're listening to Remy's Roundtable. Let's get back to the show. This program is for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion advised. Welcome back, guys, to Remy's Roundtable, streaming on all podcasting platforms. Uh, make sure you guys check us out on tpublic.com and also on our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You guys know the whole shebang. Uh, so welcome back, everybody, and uh, you guys are in for a real treat uh, this evening. Of course, you guys know me. My name is Remy, and with me is my dangerous co-host, my partner in crime. We have Chris joining us tonight. Hey, everybody. We have my beautiful wife, Jen. Hello, gentlemen. And guys, you know what time it is. It is now time for to learn something new with the five-minute professor. Greetings and salutations, professor. How are you doing this evening? I am doing well, and how are uh, the three of you? We're doing pretty Fantastic, good. actually. Uh, Exa- I'm exhausted, but I'm all right, though. I'll hang in there. <laughs> Professor, I have a, a question I'd like to ask you, sir. And that question, yeah. and that question is: Are you watching any uh, current shows at this time, like on uh, Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max? What are you, what are you watching these days? Uh, yeah, my schedule doesn't allow for a lot of watching. Um, every once in a while, uh, the wife and I will get into you know, catching up on a show which came out a decade ago. Uh, but right now, you know, I'm, I'm trying to keep up with the uh, the things that they're coming out for with uh, Star Wars. But uh, yeah, that's all I got. Interesting. What about you? I like, I like that answer. So right now I am watching, um, I don't know if you're a fan of Mr. John Goodman and uh, Mr. Danny McBride, but I am watching The Righteous Gemstones right now on uh, HBO Max. And I have to say, this show is hilarious. Interesting. So, I had not heard of it, actually. So pretty, much, so pretty much what this show is about, it's they are, this family is called the Gemstones. And Denny McBride plays the, the oldest. And then he has uh, his sister and his younger brother. Um, John Goodman is his character he owns this mega church so let's say for example uh joel olstein like his you know his uh mega church that's kind of what the show is sort of based on but like just loosely loosely but lots of comedy lots of comedy writing and this is all denny denny mcbride's uh work and he does he's doing a fantastic job with this program and i think you will you and your fan uh, well you and your wife would most certainly like this show interesting it's it's kind of an acquired taste i feel 
I mean, oh well, there it is. <laughs> I mean, honey, you can say it if you want. I mean, I mean the the I like Danny McBride and I like um, John Goodman and the guy who plays his brother is in Pitch Perfect in the Pitch Perfect movie. Oh yeah, Adam. Uh, Adam it? Levine. Adam Levine. Yeah. So okay. I like all of those people. I just you know. You know, don't like the show at this time. I mean, I haven't watched an episode, so I think I think. In my point of view, my aspect, I think you you would enjoy it. Chris, have you seen the show yet, man? Uh, the uh, uh, no, Righteous Gemstones. No, I, I I haven't, but I have it on my list to watch. But the show that I'm on right now is just to finish Walking Dead for good. This is the final season of the entire saga of Walking Dead, and so far, it's kept me on on my feet and it's kept me on the edge of my seat because I'm waiting for either Daryl to die. Or anybody, any other main characters that I've been following for like the past eleven plus years of this program. So I mean, it's been good, but I mean, last season was just a little bit of a Debbie Downer in the way how they ended it. But the way how they picked up for this season to end it on the grand finale, I think they've been doing a fantastic job so far. Well, I don't know about you guys. I think it's time for us to do our lecture with the five minute professor and this is on chris's uh lecture which is on led zeppelin professor what do you have for us uh so uh, led zeppelin is one of the greatest rock bands of all time yes sir and uh, but absolutely it is the greatest rock band from 1969 to 1971 to not bother to name their first four albums all of their first three albums were called Led Zeppelin, but numbered Led Zeppelin 1, Led Zeppelin 2, Led Zeppelin 3. The fourth album wasn't named at all, but is traditionally called Led Zeppelin 4. Uh, and that is quite possibly the greatest of their albums. Although, True. True. there's a lot of good music on albums that came out after those first four albums, but I want you to think about that for a second. This is a band which had four studio albums in two and a half years. So, okay. I mean, it it's a it's a, a quick thing. and they were a they were a super group almost as soon as they started. Uh, songwriter, lead guitarist Jimmy Page, lyricist and lead singer Robert Plant, bassist John Paul Jones, and the drummer John Bonham first teamed up. So that they could fulfill the contractual obligations of the Yardbirds. As the new Yardbirds. Uh, well, they originally played as the Yardbirds and then renamed themselves the new Yardbirds because the Yardbirds owned Scandinavia some concerts. Mm -hmm. But the band name that they went with came from... Came anyone? from The Who. Came from The Who. Keith Moon and John Entwistle from The Who suggesting the band would go over like a lead, lead balloon. balloon. Yep. Jen, I'm I'm impressed with you right now. You just gave us some good points right there, honey. I'm so proud of you. I haven't Actually, asked any I'm, questions for points yet. No, no, but I'm <laughs> impressed that she knows that. That's that's what I'm impressed by. Like most people won't even answer that within a snap of a finger, but I'm truly impressed right about now. Completely really unrelated. Uh, the Who is a stupid band name. Yes, it is. <laughs> I would but just I throw love that the out <laughs> The Who? The Who I... is a dumb band name. The band is a dumb band name. The Guess Who is a dumb band name. Yep. Those are dumb band <clears> names. <throat> you want a good band name? Bare Naked Ladies. That's yep. a yes. quality band we name. We saw them this weekend. It, 
it deserves to be on on a sign outside of a, a venue. Bare Naked Ladies. Yes. <laughs> Another yes. great band name. Everybody gets laid. <laughs> Everybody gets laid. Okay. Uh, that's, a, that's a great team. That's a great team name right there. <laughs> yeah. Here's something that's interesting about Led Zeppelin. And so I've been listening to Led Zeppelin music this week, and we're going to call it a smart speaker for no apparent reason, because there's a number of things my speaker is, and none of them is smart. But this is how not smart my speaker is. Uh, it's, its activation word is Alexa, and my daughter's name is Eliza, and frequently when I'm talking to the one, the other one answers. It's not that smart. But at least Eliza <laughs> eventually answers, right? There's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Led Zeppelin has no number one hits in the United States. Are you kidding me? So you're telling me like a whole lot of love wasn't a number one hit? Never a number one hit? No, never. Every elder hits no, were a part of that, were foreign though. But a part of the reason that there weren't number one hits is because until Houses of the Holy, they didn't release songs as singles. So they didn't. They thought album. that the album should li be listened to holistically as a musical experience and they didn't believe in singles that hmm. makes sense yeah. considering they didn't come up with names for their albums yes to give it so uh, it, they let them you know how do you call it um evolve or they let people take their own understanding of what the album was about right well but it was also a different time because <clears throat> in the 1970s you could sell albums and people yes. would buy an album and listen to an album and not say, there's one song I like, I'll buy the one song. Uh, the Immigrant Song was actually the first song. That was from Led Zepp 3 that they purposefully released. <laughs> I love that song. That's a, that is such a good song. I think my favorite, uh, like, I like the Immigrant Song because when I first watched uh, School of Rock starring uh, uh, Mr. Jack Black, that one scene... When he was in the van, all of his all of his kids uh, kids were listening to that song in that van on the way back to to the school. I'm like, you know what? That oh, that's such a great taste. Just put Led Zeppelin on during you know school a school field trip. A school field trip. You know, I'm I'm just saying. For it wasn't a school field trip. It was for Battle of the Bands. You know. Yes. So yeah. So, um, Stairway to Heaven. Mm -hmm. Is great possibly song. the greatest rock and roll song of all time. You could make an argument for Stairway to Heaven. You could make an argument, I think, for Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm -hmm. I, I think those are those two songs that you could make really strong arguments for. Um, but it is definitely the most successful song for Led Zeppelin. It has had over three million radio plays in its first 30 years. And for a song which is, and I don't know exactly how long it is, 45 minutes, an hour. Um, it's it's a long song to get plays on the radio. It's been played over 3 million times. And that was by 2000. you got to figure they've got at least another million under their belt in, in this century. Yeah. Uh, it's also sold over a million copies of sheet music, which... That, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. It, it is a lot. And it's a lot when you think about... Why do you buy sheet music? You buy sheet music so you can play it. Well, I so mean, that you are the one that can make that music happen. And guess what? You cannot. <laughs> I mean, it's got one of the greatest guitar riffs. 
ever. It surely does. That uh, I can agree, but I can also disagree on that one too. I mean, I can think of three other songs at the top of my head that has great guitar riffs. I mean, well, by Jimmy Page. Yeah, Led Zeppelin Four has sold 37 million copies. That's Jesus. a lot. That's yeah, insane. That the band felt that the song Cashmere from their 1976 double album, Physical Graffiti, was their greatest yeah. musical accomplishment. Awesome. This is yeah. an artist group called Hypno Hypnosis. Mm -hmm. You guys familiar with it? No. Did a lot yes. of album covers. Yes, I've, a I've lot of it. album covers. Yes. They did their first album cover that they did. Hypnosis, by the way, is spelled H I P G N O S Y S. That's a weird way. That to is spell such that. a weird way to spell it. Well, yes. no, but it, it's it is it's, a variety of different of different spellings from different language groups mm -hmm. that would get to the the same pronunciation of hypnosis hmm. that uh, G-N-O from yeah. uh, from knowledge in Greek. Mm -hmm. Also, to let you know there, Stairway to Heaven is eight minutes and three seconds long. Oh my but, gosh. Uh, it feels it, like it's it, much it, longer than It that. depends on what version you hear because the, the album version is longer. Uh, well, often, the, remaster, the remaster version is eight minutes. Now right, the so. LP version is ten minutes and twenty-two seconds long. Yeah, and when they performed it, it was frequently fifteen minutes to twenty minutes when they performed mm -hmm. it live. Yep. All right. So I can't imagine. Uh, I can't imagine just hearing this tune for twenty minutes long. Absolutely not. I'm like, honey, where's my uh, earplugs? Because I'm I'm done right now. I know it's, I know it's Led Zeppelin, but I just need to put my ear earplugs in because twenty minutes for a song and live. It's not. It wouldn't have been marketable to radio stations because nobody's playing for that long. Not even for. Well, no, and, 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 well just as much it, as would be said about you know. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, that song was like almost 10 minutes long, and yet mm -hmm. they still managed to put that on the airwaves. I mean, you know, a, a big difference, though, between the really long versions of um, of Stairway to Heaven and the album version is that there are four or five minute long musical solo sessions where mm -hmm. they would take turns. This was their song where they took turns with a guitar solo, a bass solo, a drum solo. So that was the song that they did it in, which is what made those songs 20 minutes long. Huh. Uh, I, I imagine that the group of people I'm talking to probably enjoyed the Super Bowl halftime show more than I did. Because yes. Yes. That, that music isn't music that's a part of Your what generation. I listen to. Right. Yeah. I can recognize that these are, you know, fantastic performers in the uh, in the genres which they perform in. But mm -hmm. they're they're not people that I know the words to any of their songs. Mm -hmm. However, one thing which struck me, and 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 I'm interested because I I wasn't put off by the music. I just didn't know it, so I didn't get to enjoy it as much as people that had grown up with it, and. But one of the things which it did feel to me like is that it wasn't, it didn't have the stadium rock sound that I think of when I think of a halftime show. When I think of this is a show which is filling a stadium with 50 or 60,000 people sitting in the seats. 
did you guys feel that it was a stadium show? It felt more like a California party. Well, 100%. But I think sometimes that's what they're working for, right? Yeah. I thought it was kind of weird that Eminem was in it because he didn't mix in as a California guy to me. He didn't, but he was the reason that he was with it is because Dre is the person who basically found him found him and brought him gotcha. into all of this i got that's you. why he was, and, he's with and, be, and besides that he was also filling in for the shoes of what tupac. would have been if tupac shakur would still be alive yeah. because he was filling in for his shoes but obviously nobody can fill in for tupac's shoes no completely. not at all but yeah. considering that you have members or somewhat part members of nwa up there and you also had 50 you also have Mary J. Blige and you have Eminem. I mean, the only one that was missing was Ice Cube. Yeah. Oh, Cube. Yeah. That was the only one that I was I mean, missing. honestly, yeah, you're right. He's the only one that was. Yeah. Because he was the original contributor to NWA. So Apart here's a question. Apart and everybody else. I, I have, and, and, and I'm going somewhere with this. Did it feel like a stadium show to you? Because it didn't. Now... For me, I'm sitting at home. It just needs to be a watchable TV experience for me. And it was a watchable TV experience. I didn't have a problem with it for what it was. I don't know if it was really... Yeah, I, I couldn't see it as being like a stadium type show. Any one of those performers, um, if it was their own show and only them, they could fill a stadium. It would be awesome and it would be a stadium-like show. But all of them together, because it was so very, there, there was very little of each of their bits that they, you know, are, are famous for. It was um, kind of difficult or it'd be kind of difficult to consider it a stadium-esque show. It just, it didn't give that kind of a vibe.
We're actually going to take a quick commercial break, uh, but when we come back, we are going to do the, the quiz with the Five Minute Professor. Guys, do not go anywhere. You are listening to Remy's Roundtable. We'll be right back. Disney? Do you love finding out fun facts about your favorite attractions or restaurants? Then you must try Diz His, the Disney History Podcast. Joe, Alex, and Jen will keep you entertained as they deep dive into all things Disney. Visit DizHis.com or follow us on all social media at DizHis65. We even have a YouTube channel. Just search DizHis anywhere, and I hope you give us a listen. This program is for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion advised. What's going on, fam? It's that guy from the theme park you're pretty sure you see all the time, but you can't think of his name. That's me, the Joey Mazant, saying keep it here for Remy's Roundtable. You need That's right, guys. Welcome back to Remy's Roundtable. We are about to do the the quiz with the Five Minute Professor. And uh, make sure you guys check us out on tpublic.com. Pick yourself up a Remy's Roundtable t-shirt, and uh, I'll be more than happy to sign it for you guys. So welcome back, everybody. Of course, you guys know the crew. My name is Remy. We have Chris. We have Jen. And it is now time for us to do the quiz with the five-minute professor. Professor, let's do this. All right, here we are. Question number one. The first Led Zeppelin album had a depiction of what event from May 6th, 1937? The first Led Zeppelin... I'm sorry? The the burning of the... Of the... Oh, God. The Reichstag? Not the Reichstag. No, no, no. The burning Something of much the... more Led Zeppelin-y. Okay. Oh, the burning of the um the the Zeppelin. Oh. The um. Yes. The burning of the Zeppelin. Of the... Like it starts War with an II. H. Flipping A. Um, it does start with an H. Oh, the humanity. Uh, it is the. Oh no. Freaking A. Ah yeah. Uh. The... It is. I mean, don't the... just stand there. Think of it too. You know. It's, I'm, I'm it's thinking, man. The... Hindenburg. Hindenburg. Oh Hindenburg. Hindenburg. Okay. Jesus. The blimp. So here's something. Here's no. something. Well, well, it's a zeppelin. So it's, it's not, not a blimp. blimp. Blimps don't have a solid structure inside. This had solid structure inside. It was filled with hydrogen, not mm-hmm. helium. Oh wow! And it filled uh, up the entire. Here's one of the things which I never think about about the Hindenburg, but it was 1937. And one of the primary features of the Hindenburg, when it wasn't on fire, were the giant swastikas on it. 
because <laughs> it came from Nazi Germany in 1937. Yep. Hitler was in power. Yep. We'd already had an Olympics in Berlin with uh, Hitler in power. Yep. So the Hindenburg was definitely a German thing. And I was reading today about the reason that it burned was probably because the U.S. wasn't allowing Germany to get enough helium to fill their balloons because they thought they might use them for military applications. So we had to use hydrogen. Helium is not flammable. Hydrogen is. And that is probably why that disaster happened. And Zeppelin stopped flying after that. Mm-hmm. It, it just stopped. Well, because there was there was no safety. There was no safety routes out. When Zeppelin went down, it went down. And there was well, it, no way to get it out. Burned. <laughs> it well, burned. It yeah. burned. That was the biggest problem. Uh, the Hindenburg disaster took place in what U.S. state? Um, I think it was New York. It was not New York. Texas? It was between New York and Texas. Hmm. Chris, want to, Chris, want to give it a shot? He's being very quiet. He's thinking. Like, maybe he's not thinking. Maybe he's, I don't know. Chris, are you there? Are you there, man? I'm starting to think he's not. I'll let you each have one more guess. Okay, so you said, I said Texas. You said, what did, what did you say? New York. You said New York. So it's between Texas and New York. So if we're looking over at the the east side, not the west, but the east side. Uh, Virginia? It is between Virginia and New York. Okay. All right, between Virginia and New York. Maryland? It's New Jersey. Oh. Jersey. Ah. New Jersey. Which of the following rest stops on the Jersey Turnpike is named for the person who lived earliest? Which of the following rest stops on the Jersey Turnpike is named for the person who lived earliest? Molly Pitcher, John Fenwick, James Fenimore Cooper, Vince Lombardi, Woodrow Wilson, Alexander Hamilton. Which one of those is from the person who was born earliest? Molly Pitcher, John Fenwick, James Fenimore Cooper, Vince Lombardi, Woodrow Wilson, or Alexander Hamilton? Which one was born earliest? Alexander Hamilton was in the 1800s. Or 1700s, sorry, 1700s. James Fenimore Cooper. Does that sound like a possibility? Um... The choice is Molly Pitcher, John Fenwick, James Fenimore Cooper, Vince Lombardi, Woodrow Wilson, Alexander Hamilton. Go ahead, honey. What's your your guess? I'm going to say James Fenimore Cooper. Not James Fenimore Cooper. James Fenimore Cooper lived in the middle of the 19th century. Okay. My guess is Lombardi. Vince Lombardi was the first coach of the... What? I don't uh, know. uh, 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 He is, in fact... The youngest of all of the people whose names I mentioned, yeah, the person no. who lived most recently, he was a coach of the uh, the uh, Lombardi Trophy. Come on, dude. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I mean the, the, the Packers. Yeah, for the first two Super Bowls. So no, it was actually John Fenwick who lived in oh. was born in 1613 and one of the earliest settlers of West New Jersey. John Fenwick was a religious leader who founded the first township in West Jersey, the Religious Society of Friends. Also he known was a by what shaky name? Oh, he, oh, he's a shaker. No, he's not a shaker. Oh, Quaker, 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 Quaker. Quaker. A Quaker Oats. Yeah. Quaker Oats are not and never were owned by the Quakers. In fact, during World War II, Quaker Oats owned a company 
that made what? Which one of these things were made by a company that was owned by Quaker Oats? Artillery shells, gas masks, K-rations, rifles, torpedoes, or wetsuits? Gas mask? Not gas masks. Can you repeat um, the things that were options? Artillery shells, K-rations, rifles, torpedoes, or wetsuits? K-rations? They made artillery shells. It was QA ordinance. They made oh. artillery shells, which does not really fit into the non-violent lifestyle of the Quakers. No. Quaker Oats sponsored what 1971 Gene Wilder film so that they could sell related products. Quaker Oats sponsored <laughs> what 1971 Gene Wilder film so they could sell related products. Professor, will that be uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? That is 100% correct. Nicely done. What was the original name of the book that this film was based on? Um, it was oh, called... Was it? Charlie and the Chocolate Charlie, yeah. That is 100% correct. That was, a, that was such a good book. Charlie okay. was not a good name uh, to be using in your movie title. What U.S. conflict forced the change in name for the movie version? What U.S. conflict? U.S. conflict... Um, yes. For Charlie? Yes. Oh. Oh my goodness. Damn, you got me on that What yeah. U.S. conflict forced the change in name for the movie version of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? So when you say U.S. conflict, it's only including people from the United States? A hundred percent not. The only, the only war that that would have described would have been the Civil War. Okay. So <laughs> Charlie, it, in, it was... Okay, so this was done in this, um, v- Vietnam, Vietnam say it, War. Say it, honey. The- Vietnam is absolutely correct. Let's go. The <laughs> Viet Cong were known as, as the Victor Charlie in military lingo, and then Charlie for all of the combined communist forces. So when the military, and when when it was on the news every day, they talked about Charlie. Charlie were the communists. As a result, you couldn't really have a movie called The Communists and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. There is an original drawing of Charlie Brown that f- has flown into space. Today, it can be found at a facility named for what U.S. president? There's an original drawing of Charlie Brown that has flown into space. Today, it can be found at a facility named for which U.S. president? John F. Kennedy. Kennedy Space Center is absolutely correct. And uh, it was a drawing which was made of Charlie Brown in a space suit. The Kennedy Center Awards for a Lifetime Achievement have been issued every year, beginning with Fred Astaire, George Balanchine, Richard Rogers, and others. Starting in what year? What year was the first Kennedy Center Awards for Lifetime Achievement handed out? Take a guess, Jen. 1970. After 1970. 1985? Before 1985, Chris. Shoot shoot for it here. Oh, my God. What was it again? What was that? Shoot for what? Before, before what? The... It was between 70 and 85. The Kennedy Center Awards for Lifetime Achievement have been issued every year, beginning with Fred Astaire, George Balanchine, and Richard Rogers. So you won a year. Yes, between um, 1970 and 1985. I'm going to say 1981. 
It was 1978. It was directly oh, in the damn. middle. Damn, I was close. And although rock performers have received the Kennedy Center honors since the late 1990s, in 2012, which English rock band became the second band that was issued a Kennedy Center honor? In 2012, which English rock band became the second band issued a Kennedy Center honor? Um, the who? They were the first. Oh, then it was... Um, Honey. Led Zeppelin. <laughs> Led Zeppelin. It's Led Zeppelin. Yes. The Who uh, were chosen in 2008, and in 2012, Led Zeppelin got a, uh, a career honors. The uh, three surviving members mm-hmm. of Led Zeppelin received that in 2012. And that is the end of our lecture and our quiz. Yay. Professor, how do we do tonight? Uh, you did okay, although I will say that there was a little stretch there where there was uh, there were there was some 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 sparse right answers. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, but uh, you know you did all right. You got a seventy-one. Okay, Ooh. all right. 71. Okay, all right. Hold we on. will so we definitely bo- accept we that. We can throw a bonus question in there to raise it up for an additional ten more points too. Uh, that is not true. <laughs> <laughs> Good try, buddy. We, we, Good we try. Can, we can make the, we can make the exception this time. So I will say the question. I want to see if anybody can get it. Okay. Let's right. so if, one, if I get it right them, first, okay. if uh-huh. I get it right first, negative ten points. Oh, oh no. come on, Chris! Don't do this to us, man. <laughs> Well, you did it to us when you cheated, right? All right. Oh. <laughs> Let's not go there. Let's so, not go there. Led Zeppelin One was written by one of by which one of the four members of Led Zeppelin? Plant. Plant. No. Well, Plant's nope. a lyricist, but I I would say that Led Zeppelin One would have been written not by Plant. I I would have gone with. Well, it can't be Bonham. It wasn't. And it can't be John Paul Jones, so it's got to be Jimmy Page. Yeah. Page. He's the songwriter. Yeah. Yep, Jimmy Page. So, 61. There you go. Oh. Boom. Come on. That's an F. That's an F. Sorry, guys. All right, Professor. What's com- what is coming up for the lady and the professor, and uh, what's coming up on your next show? Uh, so, uh, next show will be uh, Thursday evening. That is tomorrow. Uh, we will be, uh, you know, I don't know for sure exactly what we're talking about. Um, we usually figure that out on Thursday morning. Um, we do have a couple of features that we uh, like. Uh, we have the uh, the five-minute professor gets quizzed at the end. We also have uh, fun time with the pun daddy. Uh, that is a feature <laughs> of our program. And why in the world would you say that? Uh, that's all coming up this week on The Lady and the Professor uh, live stream on Facebook on Thursday evenings at 8.30, available all the rest of the time on Facebook. Uh, but I uh, also have a live show coming up on uh, Tuesday, the 1st of March at Post Time Lounge and Cafe. And if you've thought, hey, you know what? I'm wondering when a good time would be to come out to see the 5-Minute Professor. Guess when it would be? Tuesday, Tuesday. March the Tuesday 1st. night. <laughs> Uh, and, and the reason for that is because we're going to have a very special guest there. His name is Chris Coney. He is the regional brand manager for what is probably my favorite bourbon, which is Iron Smoke. And we're doing a bourbon tasting Ooh. as a part of the show this coming Tuesday at Post Time Lounge and Cafe. You should definitely be there. 
Bourbon is calling my name, and I think that's a possibility that my wife and I will make out to uh, make it out. Make it out. Make it out to post something like that. You may also make thing. out. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, put I enough bourbon in me, maybe. Was <laughs> <laughs> uh, was was gonna say, Professor? Before we sign off, do you have a pun for us? Oh dear God. I do. I do. I will. Uh, really, I will Remy? Give you, really give you this. Uh, oh come yes. on. How does the moon cut his hair? How does the moon cut his hair? It doesn't. Eclipse it. Oh. oh that's a good one. You need, a, you need a Cockney accent with that one. <laughs> that's funny. Right. <laughs> uh, Professor, as always, thank you so much for joining us tonight. And uh, Jen, what's the, what is the next topic for the five-minute professor? Um, well, I had a lot of thought into this because it's going to be March. I was going to suggest the Ides of March. Oh, beware the Ides of March. Yes. That probably no one ever. Uh, um, yeah, sure. we can talk about that. We can absolutely talk about the Ides of March. And if we're going to talk about the Ides of March, it means Caesar. we'll be talking about Julius Caesar. Exactly. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Very good. Well, Professor, as always, thank you so much for coming on the program this evening. And guys, coming up next, we have we're gonna wrap it up tonight with your theme park updates and your Florida updates. So guys, do not go anywhere. You are listening to Remy's Round Table with some Led Zeppelin. We'll be right back. I'm gonna give you my Bust your hump down the chimney, stuff the stockings over and over uh, and... People still don't believe. Oh? What do you know about a new guy? Diet Dr. Pepper has 23 satisfying flavors, no calories. Yeah, right. Give me that. Sweet chocolate candy, marshmallow, jelly bean. That is good. So you want people to believe there's a satisfying diet drink? Yeah. Well... Good luck with that one, bud! <laughs> <laughs> the fastest growing music app in the U.S. Why? Because we connect you to all of your favorite music and radio stations in one free app. And this fall, prepare to take control of how you listen to the radio. Replay. That song on your radio you just can't hear enough? Immediately replay and sing along again. Save. Save the music you love on the radio directly to your playlist. Play. Search for and play any song on demand. Skip. Unlimited skips. Offline. Take the music from your favorite stations offline. Introducing iHeartRadio Plus and iHeartRadio All Access. Your radio now on demand. Son of a biscuit-eating bulldog. What the French toast? Did you think I wouldn't find out about your little doo-doo head cootie queen? Who are you calling a cootie queen, you lint liquor? Pickle you, kumquat! You're overreacting. No, Bill, overreacting was when I put your convertible into a wood chipper. Stinky McStink face! Fabulous! New Orbit Raspberry Mint cleans another dirty mouth. For a good clean feeling, no matter what.
is for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion advised. Hi, I'm Dane from Big Beautiful Disney and you're listening to Remy's Roundtable, streaming on all major podcasting platforms. Welcome back, everybody, to Remy's Roundtable, streaming on all podcasting platforms, including iHeartRadio and Spotify. Uh, we would like to give a shout-out to the 5-Minute Professor for giving us our lecture and quiz on Led Zeppelin. Coming up, we have your Florida updates and your theme park updates. Just letting you guys know what is going on here in the beautiful state of Florida. So welcome back, everybody. Of course, you guys know the crew. My name is Remy, uh, alongside my beautiful wife, Jen. Uh, we like to give a shout out to Chris for coming in tonight, for coming on tonight, and uh, you know, helping us out with the Led Zeppelin lecture and quiz with the Five Minute Professor. All right, honey, uh, I think it's time for us to uh, do the. But uh, if I still have it on here, oh yeah, we're gonna do your the theme park updates and the Florida updates for this evening. Okay. Uh, uh, Guardian, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, Re, Rewind will be opening on Memorial Day weekend at Epcot. That sounds awesome. So they finally, so they finally came up with a, uh, an opening date for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Uh, Universal has reported that they are working on uh, construction for their brand new roller coaster for Universal's Epic Universe, and this roller coaster will be based on How to Train Your Dragon, which I know you're a fan of that movie. Guardians uh, well, of the Galaxy. No, not Guardians of the Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy. How to Train Your Dragon. <gasps> oh yeah, 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 I like the whole series. So there is going to be a How to Train Your Dragon roller roller coaster. <laughs> the heck was that? Was it, was it? Was that a crying pig? No, that was a, a husky that I was trying not to watch the video. <laughs> That sounded like a crying pig. Were, it was like they had pig, their head stuck. It, it sounded like it was in a pig stein, and it sounded like wah 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 wah. They had their head stuck in their little cage. Oh, poor babies. Oh, poor baby, yeah. But, Got it out. Anyway, but anyway, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, this is gonna be the, like the first roller, co- not the first roller coaster, but like a kitty roller coaster. That's gonna be based. That is going to be based on How to Train Your Dragon. I would get on it. Uh, it's gonna be awesome. I can't wait to check yes. it out. I, if I can do Woody Woodpecker, I can do this one. Uh, maybe. I mean, we don't know what like what what it's going to look like, but hopefully, once it comes out, I hope it looks like one of the dragons from How You How You Met Your Dragon, or How to How, how to, train to Train Your Dragon. Your dragon. Teach your brain. It's all right. I mean, it's almost nine o'clock. Because okay. I wanna, I would like to ride on um on Toothless. That'd be cool. I think I think Tooth Toothless will be the. Uh, uh, the main focus for this um, 
for this roller coaster, but also the we forgot about the the white dragon too, the uh, toothless girlfriend mm -hmm. dragon. So I think she's gonna be but part that of that too as well. No, I think it was the second or third one. No, it was the final. Was it the movie. final How to Train Your Dragon? No. Okay, um, a brand new personalized lightsaber is on its way to Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Guests can select a letter in Arabish, which is the the language in Star Wars. Mm -hmm. So all those, you know, the, the letters that you can't really see that well on, you know, some of the Star Wars uh, fonts, that's mm -hmm. called Ar Arabish. Uh, okay. And you can add the Arabish, Ar Arabish letter lettering onto your customizable lightsaber only at Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. The brand new hotel will be opening up on March 1st. I wonder how expensive that's going to be. I I can imagine, but it, it probably gonna, it's probably going to range between two to maybe $400. Yeah. The most. I, I can find a cheaper one for one fifty. Oh, I was talking about the hotel. Oh, the hotel? Yeah, $6,000. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Yeah, okay. I, I read that earlier today. I'm like, uh... I don't have that kind of disposable income, thank you very much. So we're going to not do, do that. We're going to not do that, and we'll just, you know, figure out a way to get to Disney. Uh, we'll find a way. We'll find a way. More construction is being added on to Tron Light Cycle Run uh, Canopy at the Magic Kingdom. So it's going to be, you know, finished mm -hmm. by the time uh, Tron, Light Cycle, Tron Light Cycle Run will have his grand opening. Okay. So... Uh, I, I can't wait to check it out. Have you seen the the video of Tron Light Cycle on in Shanghai, like their version of it? No, we'll have to watch. You it You would you would need to to check it out. I mean, I personally like I love the way uh, I actually enjoyed the, enjoyed it a lot because mm -hmm. they're they're bringing some of that stuff to our Tron Light Cycle. Um, they're going to be doing some of our. Uh, Trying Tron Light Cycle Run uh, stuff. They're from Shanghai. They bring it to Florida, so it's pretty cool to check yeah, out. That is cool. Uh, let's see here. Uh, concept art of the loading area for Guardian Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind can now be viewed online. This roller coaster will be will be able to rotate 360 60 degrees and will also launch in reverse. That sounds like like a fun thing. I can't wait. I can't wait to check it out. Yeah. Five, five new merchandise collections will be arriving at Epcot's Flower and Garden Festival. Uh, you'll be able to buy uh, the Orange Bird collection, which is the, the the icon for you know Dole Whip and you know mm -hmm. yeah uh, Mickey Mouse Mickey Mouse Home Garden collection, mm -hmm. Spike the Bee collection, Figments garden collection which i wonder how much that's going to cost because all these damn you know guests at disney they're like oh hey i'll wait it's i'll wait seven hours for a figment popcorn bucket i, so, I don't care that much about figment to do that and finally you'll be able to pick yourself up a mickey and minnie mouse garden collection as well so mickey will have his own garden collection but then mickey and minnie will have their you know combined garden mm -hmm. collection as well uh, AAA offers discounted Disneyland tickets for as low as $60 per day for SoCal members. So that's for Southern California uh, mm -hmm. residents. So not over here. Not yet. Uh, for the cheapest for for the cheapest option of $179, 
AAA member, AAA members can buy a three-day, one-park per day ticket. Okay. So that that makes any sense at all. A what day? How many day? So you can buy uh, for a hundred and seventy-nine dollars. You can buy a three-day park ticket. But for one park. Yeah, for one park. So I would have to go days. to the same park for three days in a row. Yeah. That I would. I would. That I would. Seems I feasible for maybe Epcot or Magic Kingdom. No, they're talking about Disneyland. So you'll oh, you'll have a choice. You'll, you'll have a choice to go to either Disneyland or you'll be able to go to uh, California Adventure. For me, I would stay. I would pick Disneyland over mm. California Adventure. I feel like Disneyland is so it's in such a small area. That going to California Adventure would probably be more fun and you'd get more bang for your buck. Do you think, uh, so are you saying that Disneyland is overrated? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying it's small, like um, Magic or MGM was small. MGM's a small park compared to, you know, compared to the other three that we have. Right. I mean, in but. Florida. And the same thing with Disneyland. Disneyland, they didn't have. All of the space that we have in Florida to be able to build a larger park. So Disneyland is a smaller park than any of our parks and smaller than the California Adventure Park. I mean, here's the thing, like... Um, so there's more stuff to see at California. Right. I mean, you can actually see the freaking theme park off of the highway. Okay. Off, off of the, five, the 505, which, yes, how do I know that's off of the 505? Because, A, the 505, the 505 highway is part of Anaheim, California. Yes, it is. It's, it runs almost the entire length of California, though. And it is a north to south um, highway. It runs north to south. So the thing about it is, though, what I'm trying to sh- tell you logically, it would make sense to go to the California Adventure for th- seriously dude uh-huh. California Adventure for three days and it would make more sense to go there than it would be to go to Disneyland because Disneyland is a small park Disneyland you could see pretty much everything in one day maybe two days you know if you went to California Adventure you would need that three days yeah you would um uh, let's see here. Showtimes are now available for return of the Festival of Fantasy Parade at the Magic Kingdom, which I actually like this parade. It was pretty cool to check out for the first time. It was, it was the, uh, uh, you can see the dragon from Sleeping Beauty, you know, breathe out fire during, okay. during the parade. It was pretty cool. Oh, I think I remember that. So uh, this parade will be returning, will be returning on March 9th at the Magic Kingdom. Now, for the show times right now, uh, they'll be performing at 11 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. But starting on March, thir- uh, March 13th, the show times will be returning returning to uh, 12 p.m. And, you know, what, the, the most famous question that every cast member hates, when is the 3 o'clock parade? And that is the time that, that we'll be going back to the original 3 o'clock parade uh, time frame. For the uh, f- fantasy, I'm sorry. The uh, da, 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 da. Uh, I'm so sorry here. Uh, the festival of fantasy Don't parade. 
Um, the people who are asking where when the three o'clock parade is, and you say should be it's three a, o'clock. <laughs> should be sorry that they're asking when a three o'clock parade is going to Excuse be. Excuse me, sir. When is the three o'clock when parade? Is the three o'clock parade going to be? It's three o'clock. Three o'clock. At three o'clock. Thank you, for, thank you for choosing. Thank you for choosing the California Magic Kingdom. time. <laughs> no, California time will be twelve. Okay, well, I was gonna say, is this is it, this is in Orlando, right? Yes, this is in Orlando. Well, technically, so three not o'clock. Orlando celebration area. So then it would be like three o'clock, or three o'clock, Orlando time. So East Coast. Yeah. Uh, Disney, Disney Disney right now is implanting Magic Band Plus effects into their theme parks for uh, for all their Fab Fifty statues. What is the plus part? So the the plus part, like. Let's say, for example, if you have, if you had a, uh, a magic band, mm-hmm. uh, this one is interactive, so it has its own touchpad screen. It's like like a smartwatch, so okay. it, has, it has its own interactive screen. And when you walk in, you put your magic band plus up against the turnstile, and it'll show like Mickey Mouse waving at you, or any Disney character on there will wave at you, play different sounds. And then when you go to certain rides, like say like Space Mountain, it'll uh, play the sound on your. Uh, on your wristband, which is pretty with magic band, which is pretty cool. Weren't they getting rid of the magic bands? They were, but I guess they're bringing, they're bringing it back. This is like so the basically newer. they decided they want to make more money. Exactly, okay. and, and this band will cost literally a hundred and hundred and eighty dollars plus. So you're about one hundred eighty to two hundred dollars the most. Holy cow! Uh, so right now, like, uh, so. Once our listeners get, if our listeners do get this magic band, I want to hear hear from you guys. So yes. please uh, hit Tell us. Tell us what the advantages of having that. Yeah. So hit us up on, uh, you guys can. Send- and please let me know who you are so that we can be friends because you're obviously very well off. There you go. <laughs> so guys, you, guys, you can give us a shout on, uh, send, send us an email on uh, Remy's Roundtable at gmail.com Just or. Kidding. Uh, hit us up on our Facebook page, which is which is Remy's Roundtable, and uh, we will answer all of you guys' uh, lovely questions on that uh, on that Facebook page. Okay. <laughs> and I was just kidding. I don't care about people's money, but anyway, moving on. Do you have a great voice? I think I do. Do you have a, a talented voice for Disney? Why would I not have a talented voice for Disney? Well, for me, I would definitely have the voice for Disney. I, mean, I can see. I can listen. I can literally hear my voice on like either the monorail or the tram. You know. I think your voice is tired and overused. Well, it's not very overused, you know. So I can say. Okay, we're not getting <laughs> dirty on this. Shit. No, I'm not saying I'm gonna get dirty. I'm gonna, it's so but weird. I can. But I can say. This, Don't make it weird, dude. But Don't I make can, it weird. I can say this though. Please stand clear of the doors. Papa Boom, I think it's the Habitat Squat does. Welcome aboard the Express Monorail, your highway in the sky to the Magic Kingdom. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors. The monorail will monorail leave momentarily. Thank you. See, I know I, know I can do that. That's. Okay, you, you sound know. like a little nerd. <laughs> I'm sorry, but. Please stand clear of the. Uh-huh. You can't I don't do have it, it well, because I didn't work for Disney and have it like in my ears every single day. Please stand clear of the monorail doors. You still have to. Do, you still have to do the the Spanish version too, which is I don't know it. Por favor, mantenga el habla de los Por favor, mantenga. What's the rest of it? Si habla escuetas. Si habla escuetas. Okay. Put it all together. What you got? Um, well, si habla would be like, 
reading or or not reading talking no 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 i mean I'll, Habla I'll, is talk. I'll, I'll show you in a little i'll show you in a little bit but anyway right, let's go okay. let's let's continue so uh if you guys have that voice and you guys have that disney voice i think i do uh, you guys will have a chance to send an send in an um, an audition audio mm-hmm. of your voice to the Disney website, Disney casting website, and you might be the next voice for Tomorrowland's People Mover. Hello, everybody in Tomorrowland. Would you like to get moving and shaking? That, that, that sounds like a parade, honey. No, 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 no. Hello, everybody. It's Tomorrowland, and in Tomorrowland, we look to the future. This is not a British freaking theme park, honey. Well, in some places, it's British. Whatevs. Really? Yeah. Do, do I need to play the audio for you for... But you... No, I'm serious. Do I need to play the audio for you for the Tomorrowland people mover? Because I, I will. I'll play it right I now mean, if I have to. Why do they have to have a new people mover person? Because they're looking for a more, like an art of... Uh, a, artificial intelligence kind of style and you'll be playing hello my name is no and i am the person that will help you get moving on the Tomorrowland thing (laughs) so anyway uh let's go so you guys you guys will be playing this character named or orac uh and and an enthusiastic uh, enthusiastic, enthusiastic, thank you. Enthusiastic artificial intelligence, intelligence I swear he that, went to school. that takes us on a tour of a futuristic land, which is Tomorrowland. Duh. Uh, uh, you, you m- Don't duh. I can duh. Okay, whatever. You must be able to start on March first, and the pay rate is a thousand dollars. So okay, aren't they just recording your voice? Yeah, they're just re- recording your voice, but you need to have... So it starts on March 1st. They're recording your voice. How long is this session going to take? Well, I'm actually going to pull it up real quick because I can uh, see what exactly... T-O-M-O-R-R-O-W. Uh, Tomorrowland, People Mover. Let me see if I can pull it up on... Uh, you know, pull up on here on Google real quick and see... Tell you exactly what... It says here. So this is the, the, the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover script. This was back in 2009. This is a 2009 version. So, please step carefully onto the moving platform. Please step into the car. For your safety, remain seated throughout our journey, keeping your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the car. And please supervise your children. Stay clear of the doors, which will, which will open and close automatically. Enjoy your trip. Welcome aboard the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover. You're quite and carefree highway in the sky. We invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy your grand circle tour of Tomorrowland. Uh, let's see here. Along the way, you can preview many of the exciting places you'll want to be sure to enjoy today while visiting the land of tomorrow. The People Mover is a perfect vehicle for people watching, so keep your eyes out. For ke- so keep your eyes peeled. You never know who you might see. Coming up is Stitch's greatest Stitch's great great escape, where you can report for duty as a security agent for the Galactic Galactic Federation. I don't think so. <laughs> your I mission your mission is to to keep Experiment Six Two Six 
the biggest little mischief maker in the galaxy under control. And now, t- and now, Tomorrowland Transit Authority proudly presents Progress City, Walt Disney's dream for the experimental prototype community of tomorrow. Progress City was the inspiration for Epcot, and many of its forward-thinking ideas have been realized through Walt Disney World. Okay, honey, now, trivial question. What does Epcot stand for? What do the what do uh, the E P C O T? What are the five letters of Epcot stand for? Earth progress. <laughs> you literally just said it. Experiment experimental prototype commu- uh, community of tomorrow. That's what Epcot stands mother for. Mercy. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> If your future includes shopping, okay, then you'll stop. want we to... We gotta stop this because we gotta on. move on. Hold on. If, you're, if your future includes shopping, then you'll want to visit Mickey's Star Triggers, where We're you'll find... We're not gonna try and one-up up each other anymore. We can goods from around the old galaxy. I know, but I, I, I don't no, like... no, 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 no. That's right. It's out of this world. Oh, my <laughs> mother of Jesus. Can we, okay, I'm I'm done. Goodbye. <laughs> so I did that. Goodbye. But honey, here. Uh, so yeah, if you if you do oh, this, boy. if you do this, you will get a thousand dollars. Hey, that was pretty good. I know. Uh, if you if you get casted, <laughs> I heard you so many times. I must have done it right. <laughs> if you get casted, you will get a thousand dollars for this video for this voice recording for the Tomorrowland People Mover. The word is cast, but okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Bridges of Stormalong Bay is going to be refurbished at Disney's Yacht and Beach Club Resorts. This is like a walkway bridge, so mm-hmm. they're going to re- just refurbish that for the guests. Salt and Straw at Disney Springs is now hiring as grand opening approaches. Mm-hmm. For $14 an hour, you can be an ice cream scooper. And for 15 an hour, you can be a service and safety agent. In other, in other words, shift lead. So basically, you're making almost as much. You'd be making almost as much as a teacher in Florida. <laughs> Pretty much. All you have to do is just apply online at the website, the Salt and Straw website, or go on Indeed, and you guys can do uh, your, uh, apply right there. Mm-hmm. And finally, construction is underway on Frozen Land, coming to Disneyland Paris. Ooh. Margaritaville is going to be making its way to Brevard County, but the question is, when will it be open? This $50 million resort project will be located in Melbourne, Florida. The complex will be built along the Indiana River. I'm sorry, the Indian River uh, right near NASA NASA Boulevard. So uh, if you guys want to tune in to the the questions that the professor uh, asked us tonight, uh, one of the questions was, where can you find this Charlie Brown uh picture it's at kennedy space center it's inside the kennedy spacer inside the kennedy space center and uh charlie brown is actually uh dressed in a uh uh what is it spaceman suit an astronaut astronaut suit if you want to call that yeah um this complex will have five restaurants 150 room hotel a pool and a tiki bar this resort will expect expected to be open in 2024 and last and finally, Brightline has completed construction work on the Orlando Zone area. So uh, that is pretty much it. Uh, coming up, guys, on Remy's Roundtable, uh, you know, I just want to take this time to let you guys know that uh, Remy's Roundtable is going to still be recording uh, mostly on Tuesdays and some Thursdays. 
Uh, but we're just gonna try to work something out right now. And uh, you guys are not gonna miss a thing. So anyway, guys, I think it's time. I think it's time for us to get on out of here, honey. What do you, What do you think? Should we get out of here? I think it's about time. Yes. Yeah. Right, here we go. Well, guys, that is it for our program. Once again, we would like to give a shout-out to the 5-Minute Professor for giving us our lecture and quiz on Led Zeppelin. Make sure you guys check him out on the five, the, the Lady and the Professor on Facebook every Thursday night at 8 p.m. And uh, make sure you guys check him out on Tuesdays at Post Time Lounge and Cafe. Hit us up on, check us out on tpublic.com and pick, your, pick yourself up a Remy's Round Table t-shirt. On behalf of Jen, Chris, and the 5-Minute Professor, guys, my name is Remy. Thank you so much for listening to Remy's Round Table. We will see everybody next week for a brand new episode. Until then, you guys enjoy the rest of your night. We are out. That's the way it is.